Welcome to Conversate, our podcast where we engage in conversation. On this week's episode, I, Aaron, and Kevin are back on the brown couch uh, after our trip to Houston, and we're talking about the Beatitudes of Jesus in the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, in particular when Jesus says, Blessed are the poor in spirit. Uh, So we'll be having this conversation today, and uh, we hope that your ears and hearts are ready to hear it and uh, put it into practice in your own lives. As always, I hope you enjoy. Kevin! Aaron! Good day, my friend. Good day, sir. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You're going for the deep the deep throat accent? That's right. I can't, I'm not very good at accents, though. It's kind of embarrassing. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm trying to think if I can... I can't do anything. Yeah, like, I don't really want to even venture to try, because it doesn't normally come You think up. you would offend somebody if you did? Well... I'm not so much worried about that because I feel like I just offend people by existing. Um, <laughs> you know, it's kind of inevitable. But if uh, I do accents, it offends people. Does it? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It's more like it's just an embarrassing thing, you know, because it's like I'm trying to do Jamaican, but I sound, you know, I don't know, Irish. That would be funny. <laughs> Maybe someday we should do an accent off where they, we draw a card and we have to try to do and it. We have to talk. I also cannot do them. That would be. See, and, I, and I'm not trying to say, like, I can't do them at all, but historically, the idea of how good I am at doing uh-huh. them has not been met by the reality <laughs> of <laughs> What's weird, because you can, like, hear it in your head, yeah. what it's supposed to sound like, but then you can't try to get them. it out, and it can't, yeah. it just doesn't happen. Actually, one time, so I worked at a grocery store for seven years, uh, growing up, like, in high school, and then when I was home on college breaks, and... Uh, you know, you'd walk around the store, like I would stock shelves with the products and stuff and you'd help customers get what they need. And one time a guy came in and he was like British. Yeah. And I don't know what this says about me, uh, but like I couldn't stop myself from mimicking his accent. Like I know that I'm a very impressionable guy. In your uh, conversation with him? Yeah. So he was, you know, like it caught me off guard because I didn't know he was British. He couldn't tell by looking, but he said, you know, like... I, <laughs> You know, I don't know. Give me a product that he's looking for. Uh, uh, <laughs> and <botch> strumpets? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Of course. of co- I see why you offend people. When <laughs> so he said, you know, <laughs> pardon me, sir. <laughs> anyway, imagine in your mind a guy asking for tea and strumpets in a British accent and then imagine me doing it in a very... Uh, very poor job of me. He, he like yeah. looked. He like cocked his head at me. You know, like after yeah. I answered him, it wasn't in, and it wasn't intentional. No, I wasn't like <laughs> trying to mimic him. It just like happened. Um, so, yeah. well, we're formed by the people we're around. Aaron. I guess so. Yeah. I guess so. Some more than I mean, I've heard. I have heard your uh, your youper come out. Uh, yeah. See, there's a good one. Yeah. I, I wonder if I could do that. I'm trying, there's like one word I do that Molly always catches me on. Right? It's the O. The O. The O. Oh. <laughs> well, enough of that. Yeah. You didn't pick up a southern accent, though, when we were in Houston, huh? I don't even know if I really heard. I, I didn't hear much. Yeah. Probably because we weren't around any actual people from Texas. We were yeah. around just a bunch of Midwesterners. Yeah. People did comment from our group about, you know, they were like, man, everyone down here calls you ma'am and sir. Oh, the really? guys were at Chick-fil-A. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they also say my pleasure. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's how they're supposed to do it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's right, though. We're back. Yeah. We had a good good time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was uh it was a full it was a full time, you yeah. know? 
full of lots of fun stuff. The video encapsulated a lot. If you have, if you have, if we're listening to this or watching this and you haven't seen our youth gathering recap video, uh, edited by this very man, Aaron Gerke, sitting next to me, you should check it out. It's really good. It does it does capture a lot of uh, a lot of what we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of what we saw and. Uh, but yeah, you know, and but I think the drive home, even some of the stories that came out of that, uh, which was had some unexpected turns. Uh, yeah. But that was, you know, it was almost this chance for us to kind of live out the whole, hey, God's in all things. Right. You know? Right. Well, I think that I think that theme also, it, it really this idea that God is in all things, kind of regardless of what what life throws at you, mm-hmm. um, is is a bit what you were preaching yesterday too as we you know as we open up the scriptures to uh the sermon on the mount you know mm-hmm. as we're going to be looking at these these beatitudes mm-hmm. um that, that that jesus spoke at the beginning of this sermon on the mount um this whole idea that blessed are the poor in spirit for there's the kingdom of heaven mm-hmm. um this whole idea that kind of i don't know the the world the world says life should look a certain way mm-hmm. You know that success, um, mm-hmm. riches, you know, are should be accompanied by, um, you know, materialism and uh, you know, big bank accounts and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that that's how you would really know that you're, you're blessed. That, that you're that you're blessed. You mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, and and I mean, I think there's even right like religious groups out there that talk that way. You yeah. know? They would call it the prosperity gospel right. usually. So it's, yeah, I mean, not only does the world, you know, think this way, kind of like, hey, a good life is a life that's got all this stuff, um, yeah, material wealth, maybe status, uh, but certainly poverty is not what comes to mind when you think about a good life or a blessed life. Right. But then, yeah, not only in the world, but even even within Christian circles, unfortunately, yeah, yeah, people hear the same thing. And it's, uh, I guess it, you know, (laughs) it kind of makes you think it must be a pretty uh, enticing idea. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know, I kind of hate to do this, the big name drops, but I, you know, a big one that, that, that's uh, out there. I mean, it's Joel Osteen. Mm-hmm. I mean, down in, you know, we were in Houston, we were yeah. in his, in his, uh, in his stomping city. grounds. One of the, one of the groups told me that on their shuttle ride in every day, they, they drove past Joel Osteen's um, church. And, no kidding. Um, I, I want to, I want to believe he's a good hearted fellow, but a lot of the, a lot of the stuff that he teaches is this kind of prosperity gospel, this idea that, um, you know, if you read your Bible enough, pray enough, mm-hmm. give enough, go to church enough, um, mm-hmm. that 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 things will work out um, in this in this life. Yeah, um, and you will see the you know you'll see the fruit of of all those things in the way that God's blessings come to you, mm. basically in your physical health and your mm-hmm. well material you know wealth, I suppose. Um, and that's just that that's really counter to what jesus is saying when he says blessed are the poor in spirit right jesus comes and says something strikingly different than that uh than that notion and uh you know it's interesting i mean just to think about i don't know jesus is such a he's a fascinating person fascinating speaker and uh uh yeah i mean that's a really bold claim right to say that these people who are experiencing you know poverty in some sense right are blessed um, I don't know. I mean, I'm even thinking like, cause you know, like, and I mentioned this in the sermon, right? Like I don't, we don't want to say that, you know, a good family or even a good job and, um, you know, even material things that these aren't blessings, right? Yeah. They are blessings too, right? Like God, 
it's great to make that connection and say that everything that I have comes from God, yeah. right? That's, so that's good and right and salutary to, yeah. to praise God for all things that we have. Um, but I'm kind of, you know, like I was thinking about this yesterday afternoon, actually. Um, you know, when it comes to the kingdom of God, uh, the kingdom of God and seeing it or, or having it, I mean, the Pharisees, right? They would have been the, probably the, at least one religious group at the time who would have thought, well, we have the kingdom. They have it, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, we're the religious teachers, we're the religious elite. Surely we know what God's kingdom is. And so like, but they didn't. So even God's kingdom kind of like Jesus, and it makes sense that God's kingdom would be like Jesus, right? Because yeah. he's the king. Uh, it, God's kingdom is also maybe um, counterintuitive, right. right? Goes against maybe what we would expect to see. And I started thinking yesterday afternoon about um, certain people in my life, because like I will say there are some people in, in, in this life who, you know, just from like a purely temporal level, earthly level, it's like, man, they do seem blessed, you know? It's like, man, you either, let's say, blessed with gifts, you know? So just like um, very talented people kind of seem to excel at the things they put themselves to. and um, or, or maybe they, it's like, you know, it seems like they got lucky, you know? Like yeah. got in on some sort of project or investment or, you know, thing at just the right time and then it, boom, just took off. And yeah. it's like, you know, no one could ever plan for that, but you got it and it's like, wow, you know? You know, it's like, wow, that's, these seem really blessed. But then there are people in my life who I've met that like just the exact opposite is true. You know what I mean? People, oh, I'm telling you, it's like not because they made deliberate decisions in their life are they experiencing this kind of the roughness, kind of the worst of life. You know, people who it just seems like it's like they're... And I've even heard them say, like, you know, oh, yeah, we've wondered if we're cursed, you know, because oh, yeah. it's like, gosh, you know, just one thing after another after another. Um, but interestingly enough, there's one family I met at my vicarage in, in Washington, Missouri, and they were kind of that that story. It's just like health issues out of nowhere. They had a daughter who, you know, like 20 some years old and heart condition falls, you know, flat on her face and now is like on disability. Just doesn't make sense, you know? And it's not just her. It's like all these family members, but they were some of the most faithful people I'd ever met. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that was a challenge to me because sometimes it's like, you know, I don't know. I run into a snowbank and the the bumper falls off the front of my car. I'm like, oh, I'm cursed, you know? And it's like, this is a really minor thing in the grand scheme of things. And then I see somebody who's dealing with just far more than me, um, but they're kind of showing me, I, I don't know, showing me what that, what that real blessing looks like, you know, yeah. because it's not like they were, they didn't, this family didn't go around moping around, you know, yeah. and go around <laughs> constantly complaining, but they did go around um, very consistently confessing the God who they trusted was still with them yeah. in, in the midst of that plight. And I don't know, I mean, if you've experienced that in your walk, you know, certain people, it's like, Ma'am, you by all accounts it seems like you would have less faith or be, you know Oh for sure. Be less in the kingdom, but it's it doesn't it doesn't go that way. When I was on my um when I was on my vicarage, I actually did a lot of work. One of the things I spent my, most of my time with, honestly, my vicarage was working with homeless people. Um hmm. uh, a lot of times working poor people, people working kind of just day jobs and living in rundown motels and streets and that kind of stuff. And I never really had much exposure to like homelessness or poverty prior to that. Um, and I think my only really like experience was really just like 
I don't know, kind of like we had in Houston, just seeing people on the side of the road that you just pass by. Mm-hmm. But to actually sit down and eat, eat with them and converse with them and learned a lot of stories and some people who had made bad mistakes and, you know, in and out of prison and, you know, uh, of their own fault. But then there were others that, you know, just didn't have the social support system, mm. either family or social net, like social network uh, around them. Uh, and, you know, got, I think like I met a guy who got like injured on the job, lost his job. Um, and that was all they had. And their, their family, like their, he and his wife and kids are now homeless, living mm. in shelter, you know? So it's just like that, that close, you know, without that, um, kind of support system around them. And in those conversations I had with people, some there were some incredibly faithful people, you know? Yeah. Living on the streets. Just just with a deep trust in God. Mm. You know? They weren't all addicted to crack and alcohol and right. some, some of them were. Some of them were dealing with some major substance issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but not all of them. And um, I, I still remember once we kind of got into some of this work, we actually we opened up the doors of the church and started a, a, a ministry where we were trying to get people to kind of kind of come together and bridge some of these social gaps and eat together and worship together. Um, and we started having more homeless people actually stop by the church. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, and I. I think it was the receptionist or something said something to me or to one of the pastors who was working with me like why basically said like why do those people mm-hmm. keep coming keep coming here you know or what are we going to do about all those people mm-hmm. and it was under this label of those people mm-hmm. you know that mm-hmm. that kind of that stuck with me because i was like those are actually like some of my friends now mm-hmm. you know some people that i i know them yeah. you know they're not under this umbrella of those people. Like we are all those people to, yeah. to one degree or another. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and uh, I think that's kind of what you were getting at in the sermon too. This whole idea of like blessed are the poor in spirit. Like w- when we, you know, the 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 homelessness that's in front of us is a is like like you said, kind of a, an example of our. All, all of our spiritual state. Like mm-hmm. We are, mm-hmm. we are destitute. We are dependent. We are in need. We like, um, broken. And yeah, and I think until we can actually like honestly admit that before one another and before God, mm-hmm. um, I don't think we'll truly actually um, really understand what it means to inherit the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. But once you're, once you're broken and then the one who owns heaven says to you, heaven is yours and all the riches of it mm-hmm. are yours. And you're welcome here at this banquet feast. You're like me. Are you sure you want me? Mm-hmm. You know, like that's, I, so I think that's why, you know, we we had a different podcast about generosity and about finances and stuff too. But that's why Jesus yeah. talks so much about finances and says like mm-hmm. to the to the rich young ruler and stuff like it's it, it's not easy for you to uh, you know enter the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, it's just, and I I hate to say that like it, that's hard, you uh-huh. know, especially for any of you that might might have you know immense wealth. If if you do, I, I hope that you see the potential, um, the the potential that there is there for Satan to 
draw you away or distract you from the riches of the kingdom of heaven, right? So mm-hmm. when we've got everything that the earth says, you you know, you you need to have, it can mm-hmm. definitely impact our faith. But I know, I know a ton of incredibly financially wealthy people yeah. that are broken in their spirit and, and mm-hmm. acknowledge the fact like God blessed us <laughs> with all of this in order to be a blessing, mm-hmm. right? And, and some of you listening to this podcast, uh, that's the way that you live your lives and, and that's, that's incredible, right? So again, you said that in your sermon, you were very careful yeah. and tactful about that. Like just cause you're, just cause you're rich, it doesn't mean you're excluded from the kingdom. Just cause you're poor doesn't mean that you're act, you know, automatically included. In, right. That's, that's, that's good. Cause it's true. It's Jesus who gives us the kingdom, right? Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think just uh, kind of like you're saying, you know, these, uh, like we all, I mean, it's part of our spiritual poverty, really, um, that we all share is this uh, inclination to um, when, I don't know, yeah, when we have more or basically to root kind of our, our identity or our worth in things um, that are very superficial, you know, very outside, yeah. um, which is why, you know, we might be, uh, you know, talk about those people or be hesitant to you know, interact or even look them in the eye, you know, or to treat them as if they were equal with me. Yeah. As because, and it's so subtle, right? Like we just think, you know, it's not that we think, oh, I have more money than you and that's it. It's like, no, I, I, I start to believe that I'm actually better than you, yeah. you know, and it's really subtle and it's not like an active thought we think. It's just, and that's why Jesus talks so much about it, like uh, uh, wealth and, and material gain. It, it just has a way to kind of cloud our, cloud our eyes um, spiritually. But but yeah, in the same in the same token, it doesn't mean um, being poor will automatically open our eyes either. Oh yeah, um, and that's actually Luther on the first commandment in his uh, large catechism is really helpful about that because he talks about how uh, um, he I mean he says mammon, which is wealth and possessions, yeah. is what he sees as basically like the biggest false god out there. So first commandment, you know, you shall have no other gods. And Luther says, oh, this is the biggest, you know, the biggest one out there. Look how many people trust in it. And he, he will say, but it's not just the rich. He's like, look at the poor mm-hmm. and how they say, ah, oh, if we just had that, you know, then we would be, then we would be fine. Or, right. you know, um, basically the belief that, I mean, even the belief that if all the wealth of the world got shared and dispersed equally, that somehow that would create like a utopian yeah. world. It's like, no, yeah. <laughs> it's not. That's not the answer. Right. Um, and that's not what Jesus is trying to say is the answer uh, either in, in this beatitude. But but he's saying, yeah, we need to humble ourselves, essentially. Yeah. Right. Realize that I am not, you know, I'm not worthy um, I mean, to be poor in spirit, to recognize my spiritual poverty, which is what the Pharisees had such a hard time doing. It's why Jesus was so hard on them, um, because they were always thinking that they were right, mm-hmm. that they were better than. And uh, Jesus said, you know, you're trying to take the speck out of your neighbor's eye, but you got this big old hunking log mm-hmm. in your own eye. And that's that's all of our condition. Like, like that's the condition we're born with. Mm-hmm. And it um, it kind of takes, well, I think either God's word just preached, you know, preached over and over and again to us to help kind of reveal to us the reality. Or, or sometimes um, God working through kind of experiences like you had, mm. which is really neat when you get that chance for where God starts to break down um, barriers, um, you know, essentially through love. Yeah. You know, when Jesus says love God and love neighbor, all of a sudden you love these, you know, new neighbors, right? Yeah. People who maybe previously we wouldn't consider as like, oh, they're my neighbor too. And, uh, and then... Yeah, then it just kind of opens up this whole idea of, oh man, like our shared 
our shared humanity, which also means our shared need of God. Yeah. 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 Blessed are the poor in spirit. Um, The whole idea, um, I I don't know. So we're reading, well, we're going to be reading the Beatitudes from Matthew's gospel Mm -hmm. over the next eight weeks. Um, Because Luke also has a version of it in his gospel too. Mm -hmm. Shorter, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in, in Matthew's gospel, the, the whole idea, I, I think it'd be just good to get some terms, right. But the, yeah. when he says like, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven all throughout Matthew's gospel, that word kingdom, um, is not as, it's not so much, um, a place, mm. um, as it is basically kind of a, a key word to talk about like what it means when Jesus is present and ruling and reigning Mm -hmm. so it's more like an it's more of an active word it's more like the reign of the reign of god than it is like the his his dwelling place yeah dwelling place so a lot of a lot of us read like some of these parables about the the kingdom of heaven is like and what it really means is this is what it's like when jesus is present ruling and reigning Mm -hmm. um so so it's not it's not saying like an so like this first beatitude, blessed are the poor in spirit for there's the kingdom of heaven. Again, it's not saying like, if you're poor, you're going to go to heaven mm. when you die or whatever. It's, mm-hmm. it's basically saying when you're poor, when you're poor in spirit, you will, I think you will more fully realize, mm-hmm. um, the way that Jesus is at work in your life. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So when you're kind of, when you're broken, when you're beaten up, when you're, destitute and dependent when you're crying out to god lord i I need you in my life and he shows up and he gives you life and grace and hope and peace you're like okay you know so yeah i i think that's that's when we you know if we show up as like a you know an arrogant rich person in Uh god's presence and say Uh i got it all together yeah, uh, you know, which is that young rich ruler, right? Yeah, he I, is this guy. Yeah. yeah, I got it all together, Jesus. Uh-huh. Um, but I want to follow you. You know, I got it all together. Uh-huh. I'll follow you. Um, it just doesn't. You can't like you can't say I've got it all together, mm-hmm. um, and at the same time say, um, you know, you're you're my you're my king and my lord. <laughs> right, right. You can try to, but then if you listen to Jesus, you know, and that's like, gosh, when I. You know, it's been a while, I guess, since I've read the Sermon on the Mount, you know, yeah. just be honest. Because I went there and I read it and I was like, holy smokes. Yeah. Like Jesus is, he hits hard. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's not backing up an inch and he'll even say in that Sermon on the Mount, like, he's not here to relax the law, you know, yeah. he's like, all these things still stand, you know, like this is kind of the expectation. Um, and uh, and it's it's just stuff that, you know, at least as I'm reading it, I'm like, yeah, I can't. Uh, that's that's a high bar, you know. Yeah. That's a high bar, and yeah. So like, yeah, kind of like you're saying, our any sort of pride that we have about our our character of our own, mm-hmm. right? If I'm trying to say that I'm showing up to God and I've kind of yeah, like I've got myself put together, I just uh, either I'm I'm not listening to Jesus or I'm really I don't really have a good sense of of my yeah. spiritual state, yeah. you know. Um, and, uh, and that, I mean, that, I think that was carried through in the gospels too, right? Like these, the Pharisees, again, going back to them, they so commonly seem to, uh, 
believe that they were keeping the things right, that they yeah. were following the commandments. I mean, this is why they were so, and this is why they were so bent on the yeah. commandments. Yeah. You know, it's kind of the irony of it too. Like if you're, <laughs> if you're showing up spiritually poor to Jesus and then you're receiving his grace and then living by that grace, that also shapes how you approach your neighbor, mm. right? If you're approaching Jesus or God as, you know, I'm here because I've, you know, you've, you've told me what to do and I'm following you and I'm doing these things. Um, um, God, so, you know, thank you uh, that you've, uh, well, I don't want to get too messy here with the, with the analogy, but but basically if you think you're, you know, if it's like I'm, I'm righteous because I'm following what God has told me to do, man, you are going to go and you are going to be, a burden to so many other people. Uh-huh. Like you're going to find that you just naturally are more um, kind of law oriented uh, to other folks and less gracious with them, mm. less forgiving, less patient mm. because you're feeling like, Hey, you know, I'm doing it. God's put this expectation out there and I'm doing it. So if you're trying to say you're a Christian, you've got to be doing this too, mm. you know, and we got to be careful because we don't want to say again, like Jesus, Jesus isn't relaxing the commands yeah. and we're not here and we're not here to, to relax them either. Yeah. We're not saying that, there isn't this high calling, but there's a way, there's an approach and a posture towards how we get there. Right. Well, that's, a, uh, I think we'll, we'll, we're going to be doing these Beatitudes for, for eight weeks. Um, but there's a reason that Jesus starts the Sermon on the Mount, I believe, with these Beatitudes. Mm. So this hard, to, if you haven't read the whole Sermon on the Mount to your listeners, Read chapter five, six. Does it go into chapter seven? Seven as well. Yep. Chapter seven as well. Um, read it all. I mean, you'll see he gets into a lot of a lot of very specific teaching um, about the expectations that he has for the way that we live life. But he starts with the with the beatitudes, these blessings that, and the it's the very first one. I mean, all, these are the these are the entryway into mm-hmm. that hard teaching. So we go to these hard teachings knowing that we're blessed by the blessed one. Mm. And in particular, if we recognize we're poor in spirit and we have the kingdom of heaven, we'll, all of these so-called hard teachings, they're not a burden. They're actually a joy. Like living according to God's law actually should be a joyous thing. Not a, not a burden something like if you mm. if you if you see god's law as a burden that means that you're trying to do it all on your own mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right but if you and then you're like oh i can never do it but if you see it as i'm 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 blessed because jesus has blessed me i i acknowledge my sinful state my broken mm. state mm-hmm. and now jesus says i'm inviting you into this better way of living this new way of living we see it and we go I know that that's a better way mm. because I've tried the world's way mm-hmm. and it and it doesn't go anywhere. So yeah. I want I want Jesus way. I'm not going to do it perfect, but this is mm-hmm. a more joyful way. This is a better this is a better way. Yeah, well in in um and not to not to suggest that it won't be a challenge, right? Cuz I'm thinking like the retaliation one comes to mind, right? Which yeah. is like, you know, your neighbor strikes you, you don't strike back. Yeah. But what a strong but I, I mean, no, no, yeah. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. It's just it's such a more such a confident place to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if you were to strike back in the heat of the moment, you're gonna feel probably some level of pleasure. I would think, you yeah. know, some level of like this was right. I'm glad I did this. Maybe you won't. I don't know. Maybe you should be too hot with anger, you know, in that moment. But it's like that's what your that's what that's what your passions want you to do. It's what your like. 
That's what Satan wants us to do. I mean, it's what our broken sinfulness wants us yeah. to do, is to strike back. To not strike back, <laughs> I think I think is going to be hard in the moment. And a lot of things that Jesus wants us to walk in are hard in the, mo- in the moment, mm. but they lend themselves, like you're saying, to a more enduring joy, peace, uh, hope. And in part because when you do that, so say you do get struck by someone and you don't strike back, you can you can know and 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 meditate and draw into really uh, the kingdom, right? The King Jesus, yeah. because this is what Jesus did in that moment. You you can see yourself connected to the one who was struck for you, yeah. you know. And this is gonna that's gonna bolster the love that you have for Jesus, because now it's like, oh my gosh, like this is what He did for me, and even to a higher degree, you know, going to going to the cross, being without the Father's love, like we'll never experience that. But yeah, and, and that's this is how kind of the apostles talk, right? Like mm-hmm. when they come out of those situations where they've been struck, yeah. physically beat, uh, abused, um, you know, persecuted, they joy was right there yeah. with them, right? They they would be rejoicing, which yeah. is so confusing. Yeah. Um, but but that closeness um, uh, with Jesus, um, I mean, he is he is hope in life and joy. I mean, yeah. that's the, what the Spirit brings. Right. Yeah. But uh, and all all of that strength comes from from uh, from our poverty, mm-hmm. right? From our spiritual brokenness, and then inheriting this this kingdom of of heaven, which is above all these things that we're going to face in this life. Mm-hmm. So our strength comes from from the from Jesus. Mm-hmm. So um, so we can go into any of those environments um, and be strong and be and acknowledge the fact that no i'm i'm actually rich <laughs> mm, right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh the you know i'm i'm rich i have the, I have the treasures of heaven they're, they're mine you know i yeah lacking nothing yeah and, so. and everything else in this life is so similar to that retaliation that um that little high you get or the the little spark of whatever you know that you get in the moment that you're doing stuff right so many things in this world operate that way they give you that little boost in the moment but then yeah, that yeah. doesn't last. It peters out. Yeah. It fails. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the riches of the kingdom and, and its eternity. Well, it's enough to yeah. enough to keep you going. I don't know, enough to keep me going. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Uh, and it's enough to end this podcast for today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good. No, it's a it's a good word. Um, and yeah. and so to those of you listening, you know, um, I think hopefully hopefully you can acknowledge your spiritual brokenness. Um, hopefully you can stand in the presence of God and your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ and say, I don't, I don't have it. <laughs> I don't have it all. Um, whether I have um, all the material wealth that I need in my bank account and my retirement savings are, are all squared away and you know, future generations of mine will get their inheritance and mm. they'll all be squared away. Um, hopefully when all that's stripped away you can still say i'm oh, i'm blessed um, i'm blessed because i i know jesus and um and i have the riches of heaven guaranteed to me through his death and resurrection so um let's stand strong in that in that word and in that hope and um, i'm looking forward to this this sermon series i've never never preached through the beatitudes never, i haven't yeah. spent much time in the sermon on the mount so this would be it'd be fun that'd be good um, to, to our listeners, as always, we we hope that you can find something in this that's practical, a takeaway, and um, go start a spiritual conversation yourselves. So, Kevin, as always, bud, good to be with you. Likewise. Likewise.